Hello, everybody. My name is Nimish Radio, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This episode is episode 39. And um, this one, this episode, we're, all, we're going to be talking about living a soul-centered life. Excited to get this episode going. And uh, I'm, of course, joined by my beautiful co-host, Stacey Brown, introducing the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the future New York best-selling author, Stacey Brown. <laughs> Stacey, over to you. Just getting you ready, as I tell you every time. Just getting you ready. Hi, friends. We're really excited to record this episode with you and dive deeper into what it looks like to have a soul-centered life. Um, as Nim said, I'm Stacy. I am an intuitive healer. I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor, an Akashic record reader, and a soon-to-be published author. It's pretty exciting to be here again with you, Nims. I love recording with you. Now it's time for you to introduce yourself. Thank you, Stace. I don't know, you don't introduce me the same way. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Nims Nimesh. I'm also a spiritual coach, teacher, mentor, and an Akashic record reader. And um, I just love doing what we're doing. I mean, it's just um, the mentorship program we do, we've channeled it. We've got a few mentorship calls today with our clients. Always, always, always an exciting day when we have that. Friday's one of those days, and today's Friday. And I just love using the records, use, love using the mentorship program to truly guide people to shine their light, to live their purpose in a different sort of way. So I love the work that we're doing, and we are recording this part of this podcast in person. So me and Stacey are together. This time I've come to the US. I'm in Florida. So we're in Florida uh, at Siesta Key. We've got uh, a beautiful Airbnb and just enjoying life. And yeah, I mean, Stacey's been complaining about a few things. That's <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're excited. And Stacey, I always start with asking, what have you done today to shine your light? It's really important we shine a light ourselves first. And when we do that, we get to shine a light even brighter. So Stacey Brown, what have you done today to shine your light on you? Okay, friends. So it's like 9.30 in the morning. Um, and the only thing I've done so far is get up and shower and start our work day. But, um, for those who are listening, I'm going to give you an inside scoop to something that we're doing today um, that we're not going to, I guess, tell the general public, but I'll share it here. Um, as my book is coming to fruition, um, I had a vision of taking some photos out on the beach and potentially having them as part of the book cover, if we can pull it off. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, I'm going to say that that's what I'm doing today for me because I'm nervous about being vulnerable and being in that space of being exposed like that. But I'm also excited that it's potentially another step to having the book process completed. So I would say that's definitely going to be shining a light on me today because it's something that I've been working really hard with you on for quite a long time. <laughs> and um, sure. the process has been heart-wrenching at times and exciting at times but I would say that's probably what I'm doing today to shine a light on me what about you beautiful um yeah um, it's 9 30 just just woken up a little while ago so I haven't done much to shine a light on me today yet but um spending time on the beach uh, helping you kind of with with that the image that you downloaded it's so beautiful when you kind of 
you know, we weren't together at the time, but you rang me and said, oh, by the way, I've got this vision of what we need to do and with this baby, that's beautiful. So uh, for me, the water is very healing. So um, going to the beach, connecting with the sea, just kind of connecting and asking Mother Nature to heal is, is, is a beautiful thing to do, which I highly recommend if anyone is near a beach or can get near a beach. Uh, really, any sort of water is just a step in the water and just ask Mother Nature to heal. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Stace loves mentioning my accent whenever I mention water, so I'm sure she, I'm, <laughs> so I'm sure she wants to respond. Water. There you go. Um, so, yeah, today's episode 39, and we're, we're excited every time we record a podcast. This is a series that me and Stacey have done today together, and um, it's really interesting. We're so aligned on at a soul level on so many, so many areas, but one area, I guess, humanly, there's lots of human areas we're not aligned on. Stacey being a morning person, me not being a morning person is definitely one of them. So uh, <laughs> she's been up for ages, you know, kind of doing what she does. And um, yeah, let's get this episode going. So living a soul-centered life. Um, Stacey, you have a club called Soul Centered. Uh, and um, On Clubhouse. Yeah. On Clubhouse. And, um, you know, what you've been through in the last few months, for me, is really getting to living a soul-centered life. You've kind of shed a lot of things that don't serve you um, to really with that purpose of living a soul-centered life. The whole concept, obviously I knew the concept of living a soul-centered life, but making it central as a as a club, as a kind of a mission, we worked on the vision statement and stuff together, um, has made it more central to who I am. Um, but you've been doing it for months, not years, because you created that club even before we met. So um, why don't you start by telling us from your perspective, what does living a soul-centered life mean to you? I'd be happy to. <clears throat> I think um, what's what's pressing me right now as I'm thinking about this episode is um, describing the sensations that I felt when I wasn't living a soul-centered life. That's a good way, okay. Um, because I'm just wondering if any listeners are feeling that way, you know? So cool. I feel like that's a, an important place to start. Um, you know, I built a career that was all around like following what my heart wanted in the beauty industry. And um, I've, I've talked here on the podcast about what happened with my son several years ago. And um, I would say I kind of shifted out of living in a soul centered space and a, and a healthy space of alignment into kind of a dark period. And so I would describe it as feeling disconnected from a higher power, um, lonely, isolating. Um, I also had a lot of anxiety, um, which I've struggled with on and off throughout my life. Um, Feeling like I didn't have a sense of purpose beyond what everybody needed from me. And by the time I had gone through several years of that, uh, my son made the decision to move to Florida to get sober. And when he made that decision, he started building a life there. And I was still up North. And I, it was like the purpose that I'd had in living was trying to keep him alive. And then when he was not there anymore, I was forced to take a look at myself and that was when I realized how dark I had become and how 
far off the beaten path of soul-centered living I had gotten. <laughs> and, and friends, I think it's really important to say, it doesn't matter if you got yourself there or if someone else's journey led you there. When you get to that place, the choice to change it is yours. And I was sitting in my home with the awareness that I had sacrificed all of myself. Like the one person that I had control of was me. And I had let myself go physically. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating right. I had let myself go mentally and emotionally because I was completely caught up in someone else's orbit and trying to save them. And spiritually, I felt disconnected because I was disconnected in all the other ways. So I, I feel like it's important to say, because I feel like there are so many people who long to live a soul-centered existence, but they don't know how. And sometimes they're not even aware that they're in that dark place. For me, I had gotten into what I would like to call automatic pilot, where I was just like functioning every day with what the needs were for that day and no projection ahead of how I wanted to live my life long-term. So by the time I joined Clubhouse a year and a half ago, I would say that I was like the furthest thing from living a soul-centered existence you could be. I was in a dark space and I created a club on Clubhouse called Soul Center because I wanted to get back to that. And I wanted to inspire other people to do the same. It's interesting how the universe shows up, right, when we're open to it, because Clubhouse just came to you by chance, right? You know, mm -hmm. we talk about Clubhouse in previous <clears throat> episodes, but it's a, it's an audio app where we can talk about different topics and it's just, it's, it's a nice way to, to have a conversation, to have a discussion on, on whatever topic you want. And, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, living a soul-centered life, um, we're all going through stuff, right? We're all on this soul journey. We're all on this, um, and it's, it doesn't, living a soul-centered life doesn't mean everything's always rosy. It's that, for me, it's that living with intention and, and, and connecting with your purpose. And, you know, just, and even a lot of people may say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I just call my purpose, I keep it simple. My, I know I'm here to serve and I know that right now my purpose is anyone I connect with, leave them better than I found them. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, living a soul-centered life for me is that living with intention living with intention of you know whatever the question is the answer is always love but it's that you know kind of checking with yourself and saying what's <clears throat> what, what drives me on a daily basis what's my programming am i living my program or am i living someone else's mm -hmm. and it's that living with with that intention it's like uh we both know that we we, we have this purpose to to heal right we both know that we're we're on this on this journey to serve and in whatever way, whether it's a mentorship program, podcast, or whatever, whatever it may be, they write the records. And that helps, right? Knowing that you're here for a purpose helps. But ultimately, for me, it's about living consciously, being aware of what's around us and choosing, making choices that are in our highest. And that's not always easy because there's lots that's happening around us and there's no judgment, etc. But it's that making choices with awareness that are in your highest. Putting yourself first, like we said, how you shine your light on, on yourself. For me, that's an example of just living a soul-centered life. And it's that putting you at the center <clears throat> and making you a priority and making choices from there 
for me is like is a core to uh, to living a soul-centered life and um you know i i've i've been on the spiritual journey for for many years um but i've seen you in a few months um choose to live a soul-centered life and in many ways when you make such a kind of a a choice at a soul level it's almost like you go through rebirth right and so many parts of you shed away because if you're not living a soul-centered life then you raise your vibration as you start to raise your vibration people around you things around you either either the people around you need to raise their vibration to to be around your energy or they don't mm -hmm. and so it's really important that you don't hold on to things so i've seen what you've been through in the last few months and so have i to a certain extent where you as you start to live at a soul level people around you start to either fall away or step up right mm -hmm. so um, it's just an interesting time when you make that choice why don't you tell us about your journey of kind of the last few months and just living and choosing to live a soul-centered life yeah i would say that it's been definitely more than a few months i mean i've been on a spiritual journey for probably the last 15 years but i went through a dark patch after everything happened with my son but um i really believe in the power of my higher power. Um, for me, the reference term that I use is God because that's the way I was raised and that just feels right to me to call this entity God. Um, but I feel that God was guiding me when I was ready and willing, right? I got to a point where I told you I was sitting at home, my son's left. <clears throat> I'm at what feels like rock bottom and I remember just being like, okay, God, what's next? And, um, you know, we were on lockdown during COVID and a lot of people weren't working, myself included. And I was introduced to a beauty brand. And friends, follow me on this. It's going to sound kind of corny at first, but, you know, what does this, what does makeup and beauty have to do with this? But I had lost myself. Remember, I had lost who I was. I hadn't practiced any self-care and what I decided to do <clears throat> to pass the time during COVID was to get on camera every day on Facebook Live and do my makeup and pull cards for people and just encourage them. But what I didn't realize was that every day that I was in the camera talking about loving yourself and caring for yourself, I was looking at myself. Like I was actually physically looking at myself in the camera recording. And what began to transpire was this, this, um, I don't know if we want to call it like a huge reminder or an epiphany, but it was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about loving myself. I forgot about caring for myself. And as I saw other women really being drawn to this platform that I was creating, I realized I really have to start taking care of myself again, because these women are looking to me to inspire them. And, and I'm recognizing that I need this, right? So um, I spent several months doing that. And I was doing that five to seven days a week, which is crazy. Wow. Right? I mean, during lockdown, I guess it allowed you to connect, right? It allowed Something. me to connect. It allowed me to, quote, pass the time. It gave me purpose. Um, and then I got a stomach bug. And um, one of my friends in that beauty brand messaged me and said, there's this new social media app out. And I think it was, it was made for you. And so I spent those three days with the stomach bug in bed, um, learning the ins and outs of Clubhouse. And I was fascinated that people were having conscious conversation 
and it was connecting people from around the world. And something drew me to that space. And in that space, I started talking about my pain. And then I started realizing that in order for me to overcome, I was going to have to find some purpose in the pain. And I started looking at all areas of my life. I aligned with a couple of other coaches and we did a self-love course for women that really opened me up to seeing how the self-love journey is challenging, not just for me, but for others. Um, and then I started looking even deeper. I started looking at where I was spiritually. You know, um, I, I have been intuitive my whole life. Um, but it's always been something that I almost was ashamed of, you know, like I hid it. And I started recognizing that by me embracing all parts of myself, I was shining my light and encouraging others to do the same. Beautiful. And when that happened, I feel like Soul Center really became like a way of life. Like it had started as a club on clubhouse, right? It started as something that, okay, I, if I'm inspiring people on Facebook, what about clubhouse, right? How can I help people? How can I help people who go through challenges? And I recognized that you can't fake living a soul-centered existence. Yes, it's living from the heart, right? People at a soul, at a soul level recognize where you're coming from. 100%. Maybe, maybe they don't, but at a soul level, they recognize if you're being authentic. Yeah, and I think that when, um, I'm going to be really bold here, friends. Um, I believe that when we humble ourselves enough to admit that the way we're doing things hasn't been working, and we are open to changing the way that we do things. I believe that God, the universe, our higher power, our angels orchestrate opportunities for us to shine our light. <clears throat> I really believe that because I look at, I look at my life, you know, I joke with you about this, right? But I, I mean, I was a very successful hairdresser, but I was doing hair in my basement in rural Maryland. You know, I was very well known in my local community, but I, I had never thought about making an international impact. You know, I had never thought about um, using my voice on a platform beyond like the central area where I lived because like your world becomes very small when you live in a small town, right? And I look at the last couple of years and what God has done with my life. And I really believe that the openness that I had to change what I was doing, to change my, like my heart, <laughs> to shift my heart into a different space. I believe that God provided me opportunities to serve and to help people on a greater scale. It's almost like energetically, when you are raising your vibration, like you said earlier, when you are raising your vibration and you are finding more alignment and you are becoming soul-centered, it's like the universe rises to meet you. 100%. And I always say, I, I really believe the universe wants to, us to, to expand with ease and grace. 
but ultimately has a role to play uh, to ensure that we complete our sole contracts, to complete while we're here, to expand us in whatever we need. But it's that intention. Um, it's like if I think about what, what had to happen for me and you to me, mm -hmm. it was there was clearly an intention out there because our lives, what we've been through, is so different. We so met different. on a on a clubhouse. Um, we've now um, you've now been to the UK what four times. Mm -hmm. I've been to this my third trip to, to the US. In a Just year. In a year. In a year. In a year. How crazy is that, right? So, yeah. I mean, the first time we met is in, is, was in November. So it's literally coming mm -hmm. up. So it's been 11 months. So, but it started with an intention. It started with wanting something different, mm -hmm. knowing that there's something more out there and being open to whatever that magic looked like. I had to surrender. Yeah, you've had to surrender. I had to surrender. Time. And I've had to surrender over and over again. I, I have had to surrender over and over again, so much so that I have the word tattooed on my wrist, friends, because I need the reminder, um, because I'm only in control of me. I'm not in control of other people. I'm not in control of how they respond to the changes within it's me. Not your choice, yeah. Right. I'm not in control of what's happening around me but I've become profoundly aware that I am in control of what's happening within me and how I respond. And so beautiful. it's, it's scary. But that in a nutshell is living a self-centered life, right? Mm -hmm. It's making a choice to put you first, put you at the center mm -hmm. and, um, and knowing that what other people think of you is not your choice. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do, right? Because mm -hmm. as a, in terms of our programming, in terms of how we how we raised in, in this planet, it's, it's very much a, you know, we worry about what other people think. There's a, and letting go of that, I mean, there's, there's always still an element there, I guess, but being so focused on on you, being focused on what, what you're doing, actually is really empowering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going through a divorce and, um, it is so painful. I mean, I have shared my life with this man raising children for 20 plus years. And though we were divorced for a period of time, you know, we remarried and made these commitments, these vows to one another that we were going to see this through. And um, our paths became very different. Um, he chose to handle my son's addiction the way he's handled his own by like burying his head in the sand. Um, he found comfort in another person and he is living in a way that I guess is what he feels is right for him. But for me, um, there's like a deeper understanding of that break and I don't know that he's in a space of being clear on that, but I know I am. And for me, um, I've just become profoundly aware that in order for me to move forward with what I feel is my calling, like to honor who I feel I am, to put myself out there in the way that I do to serve people, I have to have a partner who is supportive and in alignment with that, or I need to be doing it on my own. And that's scary, friends. Like I, it, for our listeners, you know, living a soul-centered existence doesn't necessarily mean it's a pleasant road to getting there. Because like we're talking about, when you raise your vibration and you make a choice 
to live a certain way, not everyone is going to make that same choice with you. And I think that that can be really scary. I mean, there's been moments where I've sat here and I've gone, okay, like, am I, am I going to be okay? Like I'm 46 and my vision for my life, like what I thought my life was going to look like is nothing like what it looks like right now. Right. So I have to pause. I probably pause a couple times a week and I ask myself like, are you playing safe? Are you doing this because you feel that it's right for you? Or are you doing it because someone else feels it's right for you? Like I ask myself deep questions because the sacrifice has been so great. I've had to give up the things that don't align with this version of me. And I can't expect that everyone's going to understand it. And, and that's the important part, right? Is there's no, you know, this, this episode is called Living Soul-Centered Life. And it's that choosing to live at a level where you're putting you first and living at a soul level. As we said earlier, isn't it sounds great, but it's mm -hmm. a journey to get there, and it's an ongoing journey. It's not like you get there and all of a sudden you arrived at a destination. You think, "Wow, right. this is cool. This is." It's not crossing a finish it's, line. <laughs> it's, it's an ongoing journey because we're all students of life, right? We're right. all here to, and and the universe is always going to send us lessons to expand us, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But it's again, we can't always choose what happens to us, but we can choose how we respond to it to us mm -hmm. and having that base of choosing to live a soul-centered life gives you that base to be able to respond from a different perspective yeah and you know the questions you asked it just now about am i am i living my existence am i doing me mm -hmm. that is the critical piece is, is just checking in and saying well, hold on am i am i doing what i'm here to do i'm here it's just like sometimes sitting in silence but again, when I think about all of our episodes, there's a consistent message that for me comes in every single one. And that is whatever you're doing, having a consistent self-care routine is a critical start. Having time for yourself, having time um, where, you're, where you're moving, whether it's walking, running, whatever, having time to, to journal and kind of release what's inside you, having things that, that lift your soul and do that on a regular basis allow you to make a conscious choice. And from making a conscious choice, you get to live a soul-centered life if that's what you want to do. But if you're not in awareness, it's difficult. So again, I've, I guess the recommendation from a core is probably like in every episode we talk about it, is, is ensuring you have a strong self-care routine. And you know, Slace, I've seen you, um, you know, when, when you when you have time to run, when you have time to walk, and you know, kind of what your energy is like for that day when you'd really kind of start the day off right with mm -hmm. good self-care when you journal and actually when, when life's so busy you don't get a chance there's a different energy and it's really mm -hmm. cool to see that from my perspective because then I know what impact it has on me because I can see your energy be different and I'm like wow it's not cool right so well so let's talk about that a little bit more because I feel like yes we talk so, about so, it. so before before just maybe that's the that's the message for the, the listener is to is to just if you do something in the morning how do you feel that day and just track it Mm -hmm. And if you don't do something for yourself, how is it different? Because it's like, let, let's say that I know me for me, if I, if, I, if I start the day with some meditation, some silence, and then I go through my day, whether it's meetings or whatever, I respond differently. I respond from a base of calm. 
And so that's, for me, that's a good question to ask. It's like, just test, you know, when, when, you, when you've had a good start to the day, when you've had a good self-care routine in the, in the morning, consider what your day's like and when it doesn't. And then maybe try and do that consistently because the weird thing is when something's working for us, um, we keep doing, we keep doing it. At some point, maybe we stop because life gets busy or something happens and then we don't always go back to that what worked for us. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting what happens, right? So it's that, again, for me, a consistent reminder that doing a, a having a self-care routine on a regular basis is really important. And I have someone in my life who reminds me of that regularly. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who's, who's that, Stace? Who could well, that I be? Well, I mean, because I, I was sitting here and thinking, like, we're talking about, you know, the process of us getting to a space of living a soul-centered existence. And then I could just, I could feel, like, the listener sitting on the other end going, but how? If I don't know my purpose... How do I do that? And I just want to say, I didn't know my purpose when I started this either. Okay. I, and, and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, I'm still, still figuring it's, it's out. It's an evolving right? process, right? But, but what I want to say is, um, it's okay to not know like your purpose. It's okay to not have that clarity. But what's important is to cultivate the healthy habits that lay the groundwork for you to be able to live a life being fulfilled and being open to what the universe God has for you. And for me, it's, it's, it is, it's about a self-care routine and awareness in, in who I am every day, like a check-in. So I tell people often um, when they ask, like, what does a mentor do? I say that NIMS and I are like personal trainers for the soul. And so if you were to walk into the gym with a personal trainer and you were in front of all the equipment, right? That personal trainer would dial in on a routine. They would show you how to use the equipment and they would get you on a course, a regimen of daily healthy habits so that you could acquire the weight loss goal or the fitness goal that you have for yourself, right? But imagine if you could walk into a gym for your soul and be like, okay, how do I do this? That's what NIMS and I do. And I think that the daily healthy habits are so important because when we do those things, we're not only taking the time to be still and and to go inside of ourselves, but we're also forming a routine that allows us the space to, to be more aware, to be more aware of not just how we feel, but about what's happening around us, right? And so for me, um, one of the things that I've become aware of is I use my phone as my alarm clock, right? And it sits next to my bed and it goes off in the morning and I pick it up and I turn it off. And you know, the first thing I do is I start scrolling, right? Check my email, check whatever, whatever DMs I have, et cetera, et cetera. And I saw this, um, I caught this something on social media that was talking about like, it's like allowing, you know, a hundred strangers into your room when you first wake up in the morning, right? No one would do that, but we do that with our phones. So I decided, okay, that can't be the routine anymore because when that is the routine, I'm noticing that I'm anxious. Like I start out the morning before I'm even out of bed anxious. So I'm like, okay, now that I have that awareness, I have to change this part of my routine. So now when I wake up, I give myself that window of time. It's not long, but I give myself a few minutes to kind of wake up. Um, The other thing that has become something that I'm, I've always been drawn to is is journaling. Like I've always known that there was power in journaling, but the way that I journal with intention and the way that I teach people to journal 
allows me to walk away from the journaling experience feeling uplifted instead of feeling like I've just dumped my thoughts onto a page. And I feel like that has become a great way for me to express gratitude, for me to have affirmations about who I am and to manifest what I want in my life, right? So those kind of things have really helped me. But I think the, the more recent development was me making the conscious decision to start moving my body again on a consistent basis. Um, I used to be a very avid runner, um, ran a couple half marathons, ran a full marathon, and was in amazing physical shape during that time. I stopped doing those things when everything happened with my son. And as I've started moving my body again, I, I know you've noticed, I've noticed a massive shift in me, not just in my physical body, but in my, my mental state, my emotional state. Um, it's a great stress reliever for me. And it's something that I work into my routine like five days a week now. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's, when you injured your knee, knee, I had to stop for, for a few days. You can just see the difference. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to um, purpose because I'm really quite aware that um, probably a lot of people are thinking, I don't know what purpose is. I don't, and I think we stress about that a lot. Um, what if we don't have one purpose? What if we have multiple purposes? And what if our purpose we begin with just is our purposes to serve? So we don't focus on living our purpose. We focus on on truly being understanding who we are, mm -hmm. asking ourselves what lifts our soul, what, what do we enjoy doing? I mean, I love the, the work that we do and just, you know, when we're mentoring somebody, we, we get them to understand their programming, get them to understand their why, who they are, why they do certain things. And make when we start from awareness, you get to make a choice as to what you want to do differently. And it's just like, it's so beautiful when, when the people who are mentoring start to understand truly who they are. Mm -hmm. Because when you understand who you are, where you came from, you can start to understand where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where advice to our listeners is, is, is to take time to really understand and ask those questions. Who am I? What drives me on a day-to-day -day basis? Why do I do the things I do? I do? Am I living my life? Or am I living someone else's life? Mm -hmm. For me, living a soul-centered life is, like I said, we said earlier, is living a life with awareness and choosing you want to live on a day-to-day -day basis and i just I, I love the work that we do with the people that we do it and it's that um you know we're here to shine a light and i really believe right now the universe is pushing us more and more um mm -hmm. after if you think about last few years we went through lockdown <clears throat> we were pushed to truly expand and, and deal with the stuff that we we're meant to deal with and now i feel the universe is pushing us on how we're here to serve and this is why this episode of this time i feel is really important because it isn't easy, right? I mean, some of it can be, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes we expand with pain. It's just a, it's a human trait, and it's that, um, you know, kind of looking in the mirror and making those hard choices. I mean, I'm, I really believe when you put the call out into the universe, people will show up into your life that helped you to expand. Um, I, how me and you met, how we mean you connected, mm -hmm. and how we've become such a big part of everything we do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? We talk multiple times a day because we've got lots of clients we're, and our lives are so different. Mm -hmm. But it's that, you know, I, I feel that mm, we joke about it, right? There was a point where I said, I'd love to have a me for me. You know, it's that um, I know the sort of person I am and all that sort of stuff. In many ways, 
I don't think you're a me for me, but I think I asked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's maybe the, the, again, the message to, to the listeners is that the universe will send you help if you step up and you start to do things. I have, you know, the benefit of people in my life, including yourself, who called me out on stuff. Mm-hmm. If, I'm not, if I'm not being authentic, then the universe will send me a message, whether it's through you or whether it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's all about working on yourself. I mean, we had a conversation about my self-care. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you actually I still haven't done it. Well, I need, we need to do it on this trip because we agreed to it. It's like your message to me is what am I committing to to for me? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we do this thing called the manifestation triangle, um, which really focuses on one side on, on what are you going to do? Uh, you know, in the center is what are your goals? On the left side is, is what are you going to do for you? And on the right side is um, how are you asking God to show up? Mm-hmm. And doing tools like that, we can, we can certainly help people on it, really kind of focuses your mind on who you are mm-hmm. and challenges you to truly be a different version of yourself. Yeah, and I think it can look very different than what you thought it was going to. And I think there's got to be open to that. You know, I was listening to a podcast recently with um, the very well-known author, Liz Gilbert. She wrote a book that I'm sure many of you have heard of called Eat, Pray, Love. Um, she's very well known and she does a lot of public speaking and she went to an event and carried on about living your soul's purpose and, you know, how, what it's like when you, you know, know why you're here and gave this great speech. And at, at the end, she went home feeling like invigorated that she had inspired the audience only to have somebody post on Facebook that they had listened to her. And they felt worse having been in that room than they did when they went and they went hoping to walk away with something that would help them to understand how to find their purpose. And she said, I've never again talked about knowing your purpose because the thing is, is that when a lot of times people don't understand that you can live a soul centered existence and not quite be clear on your purpose yet. And her point was, keep on trying things till you figure it out. Keep on trying things until something clicks that makes your heart sing. And I loved that advice because what she's saying is don't stop living. Keep experiencing every day, actively pursuing your purpose. What lights you up? What gets you excited? What is that thing? And so she she now takes her platform and she uses it to encourage people to continue the journey of self-discovery. And so what I would say about living a soul-centered existence, it's a way of life that can lead you on the journey to understanding your purpose. And so whether you're 20 years old listening to this or you're 50 years old listening to this or you're 70 years old listening to this, it's never too late to continue exploring and discovering more layers of yourself. You know, I mean, if someone had told me a year and a half ago that one of my closest friends would be living in the UK, that I would be traveling all over the world, that I would be working with clients from all all over the world, I would never have believed them. I would have been like, you are crazy. There is no way that can happen. And I have to pinch myself sometimes because I realize, like I have clients not just in the US, I have clients globally with you. Like we, we are working India, with people Singapore. around the world, yeah. right? And these, and what's really fascinating about that is that they're all struggling with the same thing. Yeah. 
It's consistent. So it doesn't matter where you live geographically and it doesn't matter what age you are. We're seeing the same sort of struggles and we give people actionable steps to take to living a soul-centered existence. And one of the things you said that's really important, I I sometimes I'm very aware that, um, say when I speak, I I make things sound simple and um, that's never my intention, right? I I get there's, um, there's a journey, there's a challenge to every boy everyone's going through right now. And it's that, um, I don't always think it's simple, but I think there is, a, we have a choice. The thing that makes humans different is we get free will. So we do get to make a choice, but it's starting, it's it's like, sometimes I've, I've tried to, you know, kind of radically change my life and have a whole list of things I've going to do differently and all that sort of stuff. I always recommend people just to start with something simple. Do one thing a day consistently that's going to raise your vibration. And then add a second thing, add a third thing. Because if we try and change a, a lot of things all at once, our, in many ways, our ego will resist. Mm-hmm. And our message here isn't that living a self-centered life is a simple one. It's it's more that it's a fulfilling one because we're, we're choosing what's important for us. We're choosing how to prioritize ourselves. And that really is the message of this is, and we'll always say at the beginning, you know, what have we, what have we done to prioritize ourselves? So for me, the consistent message in all of our podcasts is put you first, put you at the center, because if you don't, no one else is going to, you could, you say often that, that, um, you know, if you don't put yourself first, no one else is going to, right? It's like, who else is going to, and it's like, for me, that's the two things is putting you at the center and having a strong self-care routine from there. You, it's like having a strong base chakra from there. You start to build upon that and you can start to live that purpose. And don't focus on finding one purpose because what if you have 17 purposes? What if your purpose is to, um, you know, like I said, to shine your light, to serve? Maybe it's to be a mentor. Maybe it's then to be a recorder podcast. Maybe it's then to, to be that healer and a cashier record reader, whatever that is. You don't have to have just one purpose, right? I think the other part of it too, though, is, you know, so often as parents, <clears throat> we back burner our needs. And I think there are, we probably have a lot of listeners who are parents or caregivers. <clears throat> when you have that responsibility of other human life on you, it can tend to feel like the quote right thing to do is to let yourself go because you have to make that sacrifice for the people that you're caring for, whether it's an infant, whether it's teenagers, you know, we can, there's just, there's going to always be an excuse to not put ourselves first, but I definitely found that as a parent, it was extra challenging for me to, to navigate through making my routine a priority. But I will say when I've been committed to it, there's been a way to make it work. Whether it was me getting up 30 minutes earlier before the kids did to be able to practice that self-care routine whether it was carving out time during the day while they were at school to practice my self-care routine, I have found a way to do it and make it a priority. You know, I still have a little girl at home. And I think about, so my youngest is nine and my oldest is 25, right? My my 25-year-old got a very different version of a mom than my nine-year-old is getting. And when I think about raising her right now, Mims, the number one thing I want to do is set an example for her that 
life doesn't require you to be frantic. It requires you to be conscious. And I want her to have a healthy mom. And with my son, as he was going through his struggles, I did not realize that the one thing I had control of in his addiction, in his recovery, in all of that was to give him a healthy mother. And so now every day I am fiercely committed to giving my kids a healthier mother today than they had yesterday. That's beautiful. And I see you do it, right? I see, I see how focused you are on. And it's that one sentence I hear you say very often. And it's and it's it's really important that you have that. It's almost like a, a, your your purpose is that you know to 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 be the best version of you. And it's that I do sometimes imagine um, somebody listening to our podcast and kind of thinking, I can't do any of that, you know, because mm-hmm. you feel so overwhelmed. You feel so that you have you know that the life is just taken over. Um, and it's just, you know, you, you listen to other people and you think, well, I can't do that because that's not me. Mm. And, um, you know, we've all been there at different points in life. Again, my recommendation would be just start one thing. I mean, Stacey talked about, um, you know, waking up 30 minutes earlier. Maybe wake up 10 minutes earlier if you can't do that. But find time, even if it's 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, to do something for you. And I really believe if you do that consistently, more things will show up that allow you to be there for the center of you. And so starting with intention, right? Starting with that, you know, I, I, want to, I want to put me at the center and I'm going to just do this one thing and, and celebrating that one thing mm-hmm. and not thinking, oh my God, I, that's all I could get to do. I wish I could do it. No, celebrate that one thing. Do one thing and put you at the center and celebrate it and then start to build from there. I also think that when it becomes uncomfortable enough, that's when we make a change. Like for me, I was at bottom for like, I, I wasn't physically, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't spending time in nature. I wasn't exercise. I wasn't doing anything in my routine that was, that was aligning me to be soul centered in my existence. I was surviving. I was in total survival mode. And there came a point where that way of living became so uncomfortable, unhealthy, um, depressing, whatever you want to say that I was like, I'm done with this. And I know that I keep referencing the transformations that we commit to with our physical body, but I really want people to understand that we, we focus on what we can see. And yet we don't acknowledge the things that we can't see of what's going on inside. And when we do that, we can shift our whole life. And for me, when it became super uncomfortable was when I finally said, okay, what I'm doing isn't working. So I've got to try something different. And I started going back to the healthy habits that I knew before. And I just applied one thing at a time, just like you're saying, because I knew that if I did an overhaul, I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. So it had to start with small action steps. But I'm going to be bold in saying this. If you're in a space where you don't know how to get to what you want to, I'm going to give you the biggest piece of advice that I possibly could ever give anyone. And that is when I started my career in the beauty industry, I desperately wanted to be successful. And there was a girl next to me in beauty school 
who always had a client in her chair and she was good. And I could not figure out how I was standing next to her, watching her perform and getting to do exactly what she wanted to do. And I was struggling. And I realized I had a model there showing me exactly the steps to take to be successful. So I started mimicking or mirroring, kind of studying what she was doing, taking that and applying it in my chair and my chair got busy. So this is my biggest piece of advice to you. When you don't know how to do something, you find a person or people who know how to do it and you learn from them. And whether it's a mentor like us, whether it's someone else in your life that you're looking at and they've got this life. And I'm not talking about everything looks perfect. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about when you see someone who is living the way you want to live, who is soul centered and aligned in that way you get up close to them and you find out how they're doing it. I'm telling you, this advice was what built my career to six figures. I believe in that with everything in me, whether it was like somebody that you saw running avidly and they've got a great pace and you're like, how do you do that? And you want to find out what shoes they're wearing. You know, what training program do they do? What fuel do they use for their body? You can find out how to take that person's running ability and kind of make it your own, right? We can do it with anything, yeah, anything in this life. When you want something, find the people who have it already, get in close to them and learn the steps that they take to be that person. It's the greatest piece of advice. It's never failed me. Um, I've applied it in my business life. I've applied it in my, in my personal life. And I believe that that's the key. There are people out there doing what you want to do, right? And yeah, that's, that's great advice, right? It's like picking the soul-centered people, right? The ones that touch mm -hmm. your heart, the ones that kind of um, you feel so connected to. Um, mm -hmm. Like a lot of the clients that reach out to us, I really feel that we have soul contracts with them. They feel us at a soul level. You know, so I let some of them listen to this podcast and they feel that connection and they reach out and, you know, kind of go from there. Um, just wanted to comment on a couple of things you said is one is, um, you know, sometimes we hit rock bottom and from there we start to build. My hope, my wish for a lot of, you know, a lot of our listeners is that we don't have to get there, right? And maybe there's something in this podcast that allows you to start changing before you hit rock bottom mm -hmm. and doing one thing that starts to lift you and then go from there. The second thing is, you're a great example of someone who's turned pain into purpose. And again, my message for the listeners is what if everything you're going through is part of your training? Everything that you're going through is there for a purpose. What if you can use your pain and what you've been through to help others so they don't have to go through the same level of pain? Mm -hmm. I'm a really big believer that everything we go through, we go through for a reason and it's part of why we're here. And if we can start to change our question to how is this serving us? Um, you know, how, how is this expanding me? What if I can use what, I'm, what I've been through to help others? When we start to ask a different set of questions, we start to get a different set of answers. So again, in terms of living a soul-centered life, I really believe that everything we've been through and turning whatever that is into purpose is a big part of it. Understanding that you're here for a reason, you chose to be here and you're important is a big part of living a soul-centered life. Mm -hmm. And Stace, you're a great example who's turned, I saw you on Clubhouse too, right? I, when, I, when we first met, you've been very vulnerable in sharing your pain. Mm -hmm. 
And then over time, I've seen you turn that pain into purpose, you know, turning into the book that we've been working on. You know, we channel the mentorship program. And it's that, you know, there's, there's a, I really believe that those that have gone through a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, it's there for a reason. It's, it's happened for a reason. So we can inspire people to understand that their pain is, is happening for a reason and there's a purpose that I really think we can help people and guide people a different sort of way. I don't think we're here to fix people. No one needs fixing. Um, our intention with this podcast is really to guide, mm -hmm. to help people understand their choice. Yeah, I mean, I personally feel that everything we go through can have meaning, but I don't know that everybody takes the time to see the meaning in it. And so for me, um, some of the lessons have just been so painful that if I didn't try to find the deeper meaning behind them, um, I sometimes think the pain would have consumed me. Uh, but I also think that when we get to a space in our lives where we have lessons that we've learned, we have a responsibility to impart that wisdom into other people. And so I went through all of this painful stuff and made the decision to write a book because I want other people to feel some of the lessons that I've experienced. I want them to be able to connect with that and hopefully inspire them on their journey, whether it's to make changes, whether it's to change their environment, their, their work life, their personal life. Um, it eases my pain to think that I could be helping another. And it makes me feel like there's a greater reason behind it that didn't just involve me nearly losing my son that didn't involve, you know, me, like, like the divorce, all the stuff that's happening. It's like, I have to find that greater reason behind it to be able to make peace with it. Sometimes we don't always have that right away. Um, but I believe because I've taken the time to kind of be introspective and, and look at what's going on. I feel like I have more of an understanding of who I am and how I want to show up in the world. And it's allowed me to be able to serve other people because I've taken the time to be introspective. Yeah, super, super important. Um, Stacey, I love this space with you. I love that we just, our intention when we come here is just to share whatever, whatever knowledge we have, whatever comes through for us in a space, in a loving space. And our intention is really just to, we make a difference to one person, if we make a difference to, to one listener. Um, it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. So we always love ending the, the podcast with a couple of questions, maybe general prompts um, that our listeners can, can really kind of go deep with to, to really kind of in this episode, live a soul-centered life. Mm -hmm. So Stace, what would be your advice to, what would be a couple of questions that we could ask our listeners? My first question would be, what does living a soul-centered existence look like to you? That would be my first question. I feel like it's a really good journaling question. Like, what would that look like if you felt aligned and intentional in the way you're showing up? So what, what does living a soul-centered existence look like to you would be my first question. Um, my next question would be, what can you, what step could you take today 
to initiate the process of, of, of aligning yourself with a soul-centered existence? Like, what is that one step that you could take today to start to work towards that? Yeah, no, just add a bonus question. I guess normally we do two, do three this time. Is, is what is your why? Mm-hmm. Why are you the way, you know, what drives you on a day-to-day basis? So why do you do the things that you do? Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we love getting feedback. We get lots of feedback and, and we know this podcast is making an impact, which truly lifts our soul. But if you do have a feedback, any feedback, any questions, anything you'd like us to cover, if you want more information on our mentorship program, Akashi Records, then reach out. But yeah, if, you, if there's a topic you'd love to, for us to cover in a future episode, then let us know. Send us a DM. If you have any feedback, send us a DM. I'll include the, our contact details um, on Insta, et cetera, so you can DM us in the show notes. Please do reach out. And um, truly, if, you, if this podcast has touched you, if, you res- if it resonates, please rate it on whatever platform you're using. Please comment. It helps other people. Um, it helps the podcast reach other people. And we're excited for what, whatever future podcasts we have. And um, sending everyone lots of love and light. Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to close out this podcast. It was another great episode, Mims. I always love our time together. And friends, we love it if you rate and review the podcast. We love your feedback. Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.